Well, hello, everybody. It's Stefan from a Comedy Advice Podcast here, coming at you with a little intro treat, but I'm going to keep it quick because I know you guys are doing your business. You're on your way. You're walking. Hey, I'm walking here. I know. I know you're walking here, so I'm just going to keep it brief and succinct. I have an amazing guest for you guys, extraordinary guest, local comic, Lexi DeMarie, and she is a blast. We loved having her on. I had Eric and Cam join me as well, and we just chuckled it up. I'll tell you what, it was like a little chuckle factory with all those gargles. I was going to say gargles. We didn't gargle, but we did giggle. It was so fun. I got to learn about Lexi as well, and she is an extraordinary comic. She has risen so quickly to the top here in the local scene. She's a regular at Tempe Improv. She... We talk about how she started to get into comedy, the funny story about her gullible mother thinking that she was going to go into another quote-unquote profession. So she ended up getting into into stand-up, and then she started learning from some of the greats. We get into that, and we get into who she's spoken with, what type of great pearls of advice they've given her, and how she's used that, taken it to heart, and become an awesome comic. So I really love her drive, and I think she's an extraordinary person, and she's going to be on Netflix, Comedy Central, somewhere soon. She will be there. Keep an eye out for her. Keep an eye out for her new podcast too. And then if you're thinking about, oh, I should support her. I want to be one of the cool kids that's supporting her before she makes her big break. Go on over in the show notes. There's links to her socials. Follow that. Be on the lookout for her new podcast when it comes out and just show her some love. Say hi, follow her, whatever, you know, in a gentle, kind way, not a creepy way. And speaking of showing support, you guys have been absolutely amazing. I am drenched with your sopping wet support. You guys have been awesome at showering me with reviews. We've got new reviews this week. We have new Patreon supporters. If you guys want to support me in my dreams, head on over to Patreon. I've got the link in the show notes as well. For as little as two cents a day or $2 a month, you can be like an angel investor in making this podcast even better. Better mics, Joe Rogan quality, better video, starting with video, a cool studio, getting better guests, marketing, all that type of stuff. That'll be thanks to you. And what will you get in return? Oh, I'm glad you asked. A great slew of benefits. You'll get ad-free episodes, early releases, and bonus content if you get into the top tier of Patreon. So thank you guys, everybody that's done that. And thank you to everybody that's supported in other ways. Oh, what are some other ways you're supporting, you might ask? You can go on to where you're listening, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podchaser. Leave a review over there. Leave a rating. I'll even read it if I get a new one. You know, I haven't read them in a while, but I will start reading the new reviews, especially if it's something witty or something funny. So I'll put that. But thank you guys for everyone that's leaving a review, subscribing, telling your friends, following us on Instagram. It's just made my quarantine special. Feeling the warmth of all of you guys. You can't come over to my house anymore, but show me warmth in these ways that we just talked about and we'll be good. So thank you guys. I love you. And I can't wait to show this episode to you. So here we go. A comedy advice podcast. An advice podcast for death and, and friends. To make exaggerated statements not meant to be taken literally. What was that, Stefan? Uh, comedy advice podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another beautiful episode of A Comedy Advice Podcast. My name is Stefan Satani, and I will be... Wait, I think I just had a stroke. I just had a very small stroke, but I'm okay now. I'm your host. Joining me today, my friend, good comedian, 
Eric Hughes. Hey, hey, how's it going? Doing well. How are you, man? Fantastic. Good. You've got a nice, strong internet connection. We've all been having troubles <laughs> at one point or another about internet connections, but we're all, I'm seeing everybody come in fluidly here. So this is awesome. Great. Eric, it's great to have you. We're also it's great to be back. It's <laughs> great to be back, baby. We've also got Cam Sneed, a very funny man, and he's got a beautiful backdrop of the Appalachian Mountain waterfall. Range? Yeah, looks <laughs> great. Yeah, beautiful. it's whatever you need it to be. You know, very it looks, mystical. But, uh... It looks like a Bob Ross painting that you bought off of eBay. <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> I do wish. <laughs> a lot of happy <laughs> mistakes in that painting. How are you, Cam? That <laughs> <laughs> is. That's uh, that's that's how my that's my mind. That's the Bob Ross painting of my mind. Is it's there nice waterfalls? Is there a white tape? strip on it or that's oh that's the waterfall wa- that's the yeah. waterfall that came that's been the waterfall about. okay sorry <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i didn't realize my majestic was covering the waterfall let me get out of the way of the waterfall. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah cam if you could just pan out of the screen so i could just see your backdrop that's great all right scoot to the side <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> thank you cam for being here we also have a very very special guest an amazing guest a very i don't i'm sick of saying special i feel like i'm just devaluing the word Awesome. She's an awesome guest. So people remember her as the biracial millennial mother. She's a local comedian who also travels from time to time. She's a regular at the Tempe Improv, performs at various clubs around the Valley, and has even received accolades at the Comedy Store in L.A. Please, everybody, welcome Lexi D. Marie. Hey, guys. What's up? Welcome. Excited to be here. I love how Cam and I are screaming, and then Eric's like, welcome. 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 He's, he's, on the noise. He's the calm one of the bunch. But Lexi, it's great to have you on here. We practically know nothing about you. So what's your sign? What's your let's start with that. Are you an My astrologer? zodiac sign? Yes, I'm very into astrology, actually. I am a Pisces. Of course. My ah. birthday is February twenty-fifth. Oh, nice, nice. Can so. you can you guess which sign I am? Um, are you a Capricorn? Oh, no, I'm a, I am a Cancer. Oh, that was going to be my next guess. And a Gemini. I'm on, I'm right on the cusp. So I'm not both. I guess I'm either or depending on which Zodiac signs we're looking at, but. um, When were you born? February 29th? Yes. (laughs) I'm a mystical (laughs) child. No, I was born June 21st, right on the day of summer where the seasons change. Things happen. Anyway. So we know your sign. That explains a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Cam. <laughs> You're such a Libra, Cam. Jesus. Um, anyway, Lexi, let's talk more about you. Who gives a shit about me and my signs? You're a comedian. You've been only doing it for about two years, and yet you've yeah. been able to do some amazing things. A regular at the Tempe Improv. I've seen some hilarious clips of you online that you've started to post. Uh, I've seen some yeah. of your sets as well at the Tempe Improv. How did you get into comedy in the first place? Well, uh, it's a funny story. So, I mean, I've always really um, enjoyed people. I've always been a people person. I've always enjoyed making people laugh. So as long as I can remember, I've always been the crazy one of my group of friends doing and saying crazy stuff. And I started doing a lot of skits, um, skit comedy videos Mm, in junior high and high school and then um, after that, I kind of just, I never thought it would be like an actual job that you can do. So I'm like, all right, it's time to, you know, 
I started doing insurance. I'm a I'm a licensed property claims adjuster for homeowners insurance. So that's what I shout out my actual job. <laughs> this podcast sponsored um, by. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't want to say where I work on here. No, but... that's <laughs> we'll, we'll bleep the whole thing out. Bleep, yeah. bleep, 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 bleep. So um, then uh, I went through a divorce and I started going through all this medical stuff and I'm a single mom. So at the time I was just kind of like going through it, you know, and then I was talking to my mom one day and I was, my mom's really gullible. So I, I play a lot of jokes on her. So I was like, mom, I was like, I've really been thinking about like being an escort because I need some extra money. And it's just like this whole, at the time I was a manager at the bank and I was like, it's not cutting it. The bank's not cutting it. And she's like, you're so much better than this, Alexis. Why would you do that? She's like, you should do stand up comedy. She's like, you can make extra money doing that. And you've always really you know, liked doing funny stuff. And you've always, I can literally quote any comedy movie ever because I'm a huge movie buff. And that was always um, something that helped me a lot through life too. And um, I actually, I was in dance uh, most of my life. I was the captain of my dance team my senior year um, for our dance team at school. So I already had um, experience performing on stage just in a different way. And I never really thought that doing comedy could be like an actual thing, but she's like, I forget who she knew, but she knew somebody locally. Um, and was like, yeah, like I know they get paid sometimes. And you know, if you need extra money, you can do that. So I was like, okay. So I started researching like all my favorite comedians, uh, career paths just to kind of see like how they got there. Um, you know, figure it out what I really like about them and how can I make that unique to my own. And then I just wanted to shout out your mom first off, because what a badass mom to suggest stand up comedy. When I've complained <laughs> to my mom and dad and been like, I don't have enough money. They're like, go deliver papers, become a sandwich yeah. artist at Subway, pick up. Yeah, I do what it takes, whatever it takes. Yeah. Your yeah. Parents would be like, sure. Be an escort. Go right ahead. Yeah. My, yeah. My parents. Wax said that. Your chest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Better get ready. You know, <laughs> So anyway, shout out to your mom. Thank you. <laughs> Didn't mean to interrupt. So you yes. were looking at the high and the successful comedians to look at their, their yeah, paths. just yeah, just to kind of see like how they got into it, what made them successful, what makes people like them. I just kind of didn't know where to start. So I was just researching a bunch of stuff. And then I met Derek. Uh, he's a really good local comedian. His name's Derek McFarlane. So shout out shout to out him. Derek McFarlane. Did he yeah, write Family Guy? <laughs> and um, so he was a really well-established local comedian at the time. He had a few shows he was running. Um, so I kind of picked his brain a bit uh, about, you know, because I didn't really know how to start writing jokes per se. Uh, I think that's probably the biggest or hardest thing when it comes to starting stand-up is how to write an actual set. So he helped me with that. And then one day, cause I was just kind of bullshitting around, like, I don't know, like I want to start, but I know I'm scared. I don't know if this is good. I don't know if people are going to be offended, da, 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 like all this stuff. And <laughs> so we went um, to an open mic and he was like, there's a lot of really good season comics that are going to be there. And 
it'll be good for you to like meet them and to just see like an open mic environment. So I'm like, okay. So I go there and I already had a set that I was writing. Um, what, but what, I just wasn't. What was your mindset when he said that? Because how I imagine it going to an open mic and being like, there are a lot of seasoned comics there is like, oh, I'm going to go play basketball, but with Michael Jordan. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> so that's what I kind of felt. I felt kind of intimidated. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, like yeah. this is a big, a big thing. Yeah. Um, and he was like, it's so not like that. He's like, comedians are awesome because you know most of us have all been through a lot so we're very open very friendly um he's like if you ever want to go up they'll be very supportive like we're all really supportive so it's totally like it's gonna be fine so I'm unlike like, okay, michael so. jordan he's a dick he'll dunk on you on court yeah so. like yeah. fuck you guys <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I went and I just initially thought that I was, uh, just going to be watching the show, but then he signed me up, uh, for the open mic and they called oh, my shit. name and I was like, what? I was shit. like, okay. He's like, he's like, now's the time, Alexis. Like when I, <laughs> when I looked at him, he's like, do it, do it. And I was like, all right, well, they already called my name. I don't want to be like a pussy and be like, all right, bye. Like, I'm not doing it. So I went up there. Um, I was very nervous. I am so happy that I didn't have any other family or friends there to witness. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I recorded it. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I did get one laugh, uh, like one good laugh from the crowd out of the five minutes that I had. So I think it went good. Did you have five minutes prepared or written? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I did. Um, so that I, that's basically why Derek did did what he did because he's like, you're not going to do it unless you're forced to do it and you're already ready. Like you've been ready. So now oh, okay, you just yeah. need to take mm. the jump. So well, I'm put. so glad that he did that because then after that night, I was just like, I loved it. Like I fell in love with it immediately. And we actually went to another open mic right after that. And I performed the same set at a different open mic at Joe's Grotto. And it's funny because the first um, actual joke that I wrote was about my uh, ex-mother-in-law's toes. And and, um, I actually have that on my Instagram. So that was my first (laughs) solid joke that I wrote. And I performed it that night. And then I went and I performed it again and it was at Joe's Grotto. Well, the funniest thing is by that time I was hammered drunk. And I was like, yeah, like on cloud nine, I go to this other um, Joe's Grotto to perform the same set. And then when I get off the stage in the crowd was one of my ex's brothers, which was a son of the mother that I was talking about. And I was like, oh, like fancy meeting you here. What a small uh, world, huh? Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. So I don't know. I just felt like it all was a sign that I was in the right place at the right time. And this is definitely what I should be doing. Well, what'd especially. the brother think of the joke? He didn't he didn't really say anything about it. Aww. He looked like he wanted to punch me in the face. <laughs> and I was like, it's okay. Not I know sad. you're upset. That's but how you it know was nothing about you. <laughs> That's how you know they like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good. Feedback. I was like, that's how I, that's how I know it's good. He wanted to punch me in the face in front of everybody. <laughs> at the bar. But yeah, it went, it went really well. And I've, I've uh, really kind of taken off 
since then. I haven't stopped aside from the pandemic. So it's been great. That's amazing. And then I know oh, yeah. you were talking about some experience with Mike's. And then you've also, I've seen you at, or at least a lot of clips of you at the Tempe mm -hmm. Improv. So what is it like performing there, especially from your first time coming from different mics and different environments mm -hmm. to like a club? What, yeah, what was that experience? So, so that was a little bit nerve wracking at first, just because I did quite a few open mics um, for a few months until I felt comfortable and confident enough. I think it was just like two months where I was just going really hard in the open mics and doing like comedy gauntlet, gauntlets and stuff where I would do like multiple open mics in the same night. So I kind of just crammed as much as I could. And then when I felt ready, it, my first booked show was at Tempe Improv and that's kind of been my home club, I guess you could say the club I've performed the most at. And, uh, I really love, I love it. It's a great stage. They always have a really great audience. There's a really good energy there just because it's such a well-established club. So I'm very, um, I feel lucky that I've been able to perform as many times as I, that I have on that stage. That's really cool. And I oh, did yeah. watch your first set on YouTube. Yeah, my first show. That's the only one I have on YouTube right now is my first show. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My very first show. Holding out cool. for Patreon or what I don't know what you're doing, but yeah. I, I really <laughs> liked the first set. And I think that one of the things that you really had was confidence where I didn't feel any voice shaking. I didn't feel any stuttering or anything. You were just bam, 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 joke, joke, joke. And people ate it up. So Good job yeah, is what I, I'm trying to say. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad that that my first actual book show went so well. Um, and I'm I'm glad that I got the reactions that I did. But I think what really helped me with the confidence part of it is like I was saying a bit earlier is I was in dance um, from the time I was three up until 18. And I would, I've done all kinds of dance, like modern, ballet, tap, point, chiquetti, anything that you can think of so i was what was the last one chiquetti it's Chichetti. a really crazy chiquetti sounds it's like weird. an italian dish my grandma used to make <laughs> but i'm italian cool. too oh nice yeah nice. my mom my mom uh, is the italian uh, one the one who's like you should start stand up uh, don't stoop to that escort level <laughs> Yeah, my mom so, said the same thing, but that's yeah. awesome. So you got so dancing, you got the oohs, the ahs, and with stand up, you got the haws. So yeah, I was just comfortable. Yeah, I was just really comfortable from dancing most of my life on stage. It, it's obviously a transition, being you know in a big group of people, or even sometimes I would do solos. But dancing on stage is so much different than being on stage as a comedian and being the only person up there. Cause it's like, if I fuck up, everyone's going to know it was me, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> like everyone's going to see me, you know, oh, but, but it helped you. It helped you yeah. like get used to the idea of performing and just being out there. Yeah. And that kind of yeah. made that transition to comedy easier. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I feel like it helped me a lot with that, uh, not being nervous aspect of it. Now here's a question that, that sounds great to have you, I've seen some, comedians that have integrated that were musicians that play songs that are funny mm -hmm. do you do dancing or do you integrate chiquetti 
into your <laughs> interpretive <jokes>? dance. Yeah. <laughs> no, I should though. That that would be cool. There's you so many do, like, times. dancing videos and stuff. Yeah, there's um there's this really comedian uh podcaster. Her name's uh Andrea uh Andrea Lopez and we're actually uh Instagram friends and I talked to her quite a bit, but she does really good impressions and she's been doing skits of like a bunch of different um Vine videos or TikTok videos of like dancers doing like funny dances and she'll like remake them like 80s dances and stuff. It's yeah, pretty funny. Go. So maybe I could do something like that. Oh, there you go. That's really cool. So you've been doing the stand-up. You've been doing it for two years. You got a lot of the stage presence and confidence from dancing. I know that mm-hmm. you were talking a little bit about looking up to some of the comedians that you were finding that had gotten a lot of success and seeing what mm-hmm. they did. Through that exploration, what have been your favorite comedians that you've researched or listened to or done your homework um, on? Well, one of my favorites uh, is Angela Johnson, and I've loved her from her nail salon joke on. (laughs) Um, So I always really loved her work, and I actually, I got to meet her, and uh, when she came here to perform the This Is Me tour, I think it was two years ago. Okay. I was only into, I literally just started doing open mics at that time, so I was like super fresh into it and I asked um anytime I meet a a comedian a bigger comedian I always ask them for advice on you know what what is is there anything that you can tell me that you wish people told you when you first started doing comedy so I always make it a point to ask them that and um she gave me some really good advice about being like a female comedian and dealing with um club owners sometimes who uh want things in exchange for things and how to handle situations like that um and then just kind of not losing myself she said is the most important thing with comedy is a lot of people once they start to get up there they lose themselves they lose the premise on what they how the world how the world views them or how they want the world to view them and they just kind of lose sight in that so she said don't you know don't ever lose sight in that or jeopardize yourself as a person for this industry because if you're a good comedian you're a good comedian and you're gonna make it no matter what kind of thing damn that's yeah. solid that's advice dope. yeah so there's her and then i got to meet nate bargazzi who is another one of my uh all-time favorites and when he was down here, I actually got to go to his shows all weekend. He gave me um, tickets too. And we got to hang out a few times. I beat him in shuffleboard. So there's that. <laughs> um, right next door. Because he performed not stand-up live. So we went next door to Copper Blues and played some shuffleboard there. And he so gave me some really good stuff, advice. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's we cool. hung out um, two different nights for basically the whole time after after his shows do you know lyra manning by any chance who lyra manning or elsie manning Mm-mm. okay because she had a friend that hung out with nate bargazzi and, in, and invited her there whatever that's i'm gonna edit oh, yeah. that shit out but <laughs> nate bargazzi <laughs> is one of my oh, he's one of my favorite comedians and i still joke with my wife about his his hammock joke it's yes so- i love that joke or the one with ordering a glass of milk from Starbucks. 
I love that one. I love that one. It's so funny. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, he gave me really good advice too. Um, and he actually, cause I told him, cause obviously we had a lot of time to talk and I told him I was new into comedy and asked him for advice and stuff. And I, he asked me to send him, um, a video of one of my sets and he would give me feedback on it. So I did. And he sent me feedback on it and I was just like, thank god oh god because it, oh my gosh Fucking i was so happy Jesus yeah Christ. <laughs> so i was really excited um that one he's not a stupid douchebag and he actually took the time to out of his busy life to watch one of my one of my yeah. sets and give feedback um but also to be able to get feedback from such a well-established comedian was was yeah, that's really awesome. good for me and that was i i think i was doing it maybe four months at the time uh when i met him and then he was just like uh he said i have you know like you were saying i i'm natural on stage which is good he said he liked that i have i always have a purpose to my jokes he said he hates when comedians don't have any purpose and they're just kind of spewing out bullshit, bullshit. Yeah, yeah, like one-liners and just a bunch of stupid stuff, and they, there's not any actual meaning to it. Yeah, and my my jokes always have meaning to some kind of meaning, even even if it's not like to learn something. But there's always a premise to every joke. And then he said, really, my only problem at the time was I wasn't getting to the jokes quick enough. So he was saying that I need I need to record my sets, which I was already doing. I was already recording all my sets, but he said listen for the laughs you know when people laugh and then try to get to that yeah. joke as quick that laugh as quickly as possible and some jokes will you know you need to tell this long story it's like a three minute joke but that needs to be <laughs> one minute so this is you know that's what helped he said that's what helped him get really good at at making good jokes so then I just started doing that and it worked really well for me well, good so. for you. I'm definitely not yeah. green with envy that you got to talk to and hang out with and get feedback from Nate Bargatze, but that's amazing. Really happy for you. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, well, if he comes again, because we actually, him and I still talk uh, every once in a while. Um, so if he comes down again and I get to see him, I can bring you with me. Yeah, let's all go hang out. Let's play oh, she said like, me. Fuck, fuck you, Cam. <laughs> yeah. Me. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too, right? <laughs> no, no. I wanted this. Yeah, me. Yeah, me, Lexi, Nate, and then, you know, Stephanie can come too, I guess. No. Okay. <laughs> if I can, as long as I, as long as I can come, that's fine. Um, but anyway, so that's awesome. I also wanted to ask, so fucking cool. I also wanted to ask quarantine, the, the, ele the, the contagious elephant in the room. How have you been productive throughout this, throughout this period? And what have you been doing in lieu of stand of open mics and shows and things like that to be able to keep keep busy keep, yeah keep busy or not maybe no. you've just been sitting on the couch watching <laughs> netflix all the time like me but yeah well there's a lot of that definitely there's a lot of netflix watching and couch potatoing but um it got really old maybe like 30 days in <laughs> i'm like okay i'm done partying i'm done being lazy i'm done just sitting here <laughs> so i was like okay well i have i've always recorded all of my sets since i started because i like to be able to give feedback and pick stuff apart so 
Um, I started making clips of all my jokes um, and posting those, posting a few of those online because I know it's obviously important if you want to start branching out and being a bigger comedian, traveling comedian, you have to start posting stuff online. So I started doing that. Um, I started uh, writing for my own podcast and planning that. And then, yeah, so that's been interesting. And then aside from that, I've just been, you know, guest hosting um, on podcasts and um, I want to start also like a, a cartoon sitcom um, of my upbringing. So I've been trying <laughs> to write an episode so that someone, a cartoonist can make a, the cartoon to it. But that's, I'm just really autistic with that right now or artistic autistic (laughs) (laughs) I'm just I have so many things going through my mind right now that that's been a a big project in itself and I'm just trying to get everything organized I guess that's that's how I've been keeping busy Jesus wow that's you made me feel really bad about myself for watching all (laughs) spinoffs for 90 day fiance so Um. I binge I binge on Netflix every night from like eight to midnight so don't feel bad I'm getting into I I've I've been hearing comedians that are talking about you know you you get so bored you watch porn you get in all of these sub genres that don't exist yeah. i think it's like that for me with netflix i'm watching yeah. shit that i, I had like no idea shit. it exists but there's demand for it <laughs> yeah. somewhere so i'm my have, wife go, go ahead do you have hulu oh yeah yeah have you seen um dave the hulu show dave <laughs> the guy uh no i haven't it's so funny <laughs> it's like the rapper guy little dicky yeah it's little dicky I've, yeah. heard, I've heard some good things it's about this. It's such show, a yeah. funny show. I love it. And I guess um Kevin Hart helped him um with like directing or screenwriting or something. Uh it says in the credits. So it's it's a really funny show. Oh nice. You should cool. definitely yeah, watch it. Nice. There you go, listeners. If you haven't watched it, check out Dave. Yeah, yeah there it goes. Hi, I'm Dave. I'll just add that shit <laughs> to the pile of other things that I'm gonna watch instead of do productive things. So that's really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, watch so, all of both. Netflix. Yeah. yeah. I've watched most of Netflix. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I'm like 90% yeah. complete. But Me too. I, I wanted to ask two more questions, I think, okay. and then and then we can get into the self-help portion. But okay. I was gonna ask, I know that you said you you have traveled a little bit. Have you started to get into the touring aspect or gone out of the state and started performing in other places? Obviously, the comedy store in L.A. Mm-hmm. But what's that been like? And then what do your what what do you have planned for the future? What? Yeah, well, um, I started doing some shows in California closer to uh, before the quarantine started. So like the end of last year slash January, February of this year. And then um, that kind of stopped after that. So I haven't really had (laughs) much chance to start touring and stuff, especially because there is a lot of clubs that are still closed. And not only that, but there's a lot of people who are still afraid to go see the shows. So that's kind of been on a standstill. But um, I've been talking to a lot of different traveling comedians, just trying to figure out how to start start that train rolling, you know, once once 
there's more shows and stuff and making, you know, how to make connections to be able to start going other places. So yeah. I'm doing the most I can from my, Every... my house right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's... I think that's what everybody's doing. Everything's on the internet yeah. right now. Seriously. I got an email from, from uh, Stand Up Live the other day. It says, congratulations, you just won free tickets to see Burt Kreischer's opener. Oh wow! <laughs> I saw He's a good comedian. <laughs> yeah, I got one yeah. for Rob Schneider. Um, I think it was for Rob for Schneider's the improv. Traveling? Oh yeah, yeah, dude! I reached out to him. I just got him. an email. Really? <laughs> you did? What? Yes. You should have him on your podcast. That'd be so awesome. I, I meant to talk to you guys about it next Monday. Rob's coming on. Oh, sweet. Like, yeah, him over. Uh, yeah, you yeah. should be like, come over for beers. I, I didn't get a response, so. Um... No, yeah, I heard he's coming. I got e- I got the same email cam for tickets to see Burt Kreischer's <laughs> opener. So, hey, Jesus <laughs> yeah. Trejo, I think it is. He's yeah. pretty fucking funny, though. He he yeah. does yeah. Um, generate giggles. But anyway, I feel, Lexi, it's been an awesome time to interview you and talk with you about you. everything that you've got going on. And we are rooting for you. I feel like we can stop the podcast because we've been filled with advice and inspiration so thank you everybody no we're gonna get into the (laughs) self-help part we're gonna get into it thank you everybody so we're gonna get into the self-help portion and we like to start off (laughs) with a quote an inspirational quote but before we get into ours we like to ask our guests if they have any inspirational quotes that fill them up in their dark days well this was very hard uh, to decide on for my quote. So I kind of picked three, but I'm not going to put you through all of them. I'll say my favorite one um, is a, it's a quote that Will Ferrell um, used in his commencement speech in 2017 for USC. I don't know if any of you guys saw that video. It yes. is literally the most inspiring video I've ever seen or speech I've ever seen. And that's actually something that I would listen to over and over and over to try to get up the, you know, the strength to get on stage before I actually started. I would, I would do the same thing, not for just general motivation. I would listen to Mm -hmm. Steve Jobs at Stanford, his commencement speech, Cory Booker's commencement speech at Stanford. And, yeah, they're uh, always good. Neil Gaiman. Damn. And mm-hmm. there were Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey has a great I love one. Jim Carrey. I love him. Yeah. I haven't heard his yet, so I should oh, look it up. It's a delight. He is both funny and um, very he's insightful. He's such a down... Yeah, he's so smart. He's so down to earth, and he's so talented. And he even started doing like his own um, like show too that's on youtube i forget what it's called oh um, but he talks about a lot of really smart stuff i'm like damn i didn't know he was that smart yeah but yeah, <laughs> I was no, like, he, like, he like paints and stuff like he's just extremely yeah. talented yeah. Yeah. yeah so um but anyways going back to my quote um from will ferrell's commencement speech is he says you will never know the meaning of success until you learn to give beyond yourself Empathy and kindness are the true signs of emotional intelligence. So that's one of my favorite quotes of all time. 
That's amazing. I love That's those. Qu- I, I really love those quotes about that because it helps remind my selfish, narcissistic ass to think about others besides just myself, which I feel like I get <laughs> wrapped <Yes>. into <laughs> way too much. So it, it is really nice to hear that. And, and it, it's really cool to, to give to others and be empathetic and, uh, and yeah, yeah, it makes me want to be like, all right, hurry up. I just got to give to other people so that I can be great. Apparently I have to give to other people. So I just got to get through that. That way that I can be great. Right, Sorry. right, right. Exactly. Giving change to homeless people. Like, all right, anyway, back to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, great. Sorry, you're going through that. But back to what I was talking about. <laughs> uh, thank you for sharing that. That wonderful quote, Lexi. Really. That was good thank one. you. And. By the way, I've heard you being referred to as Alexis from you as your grandmother and mother. Do you prefer <laughs> Alexis, Lexis, or Lexi? Um, well, I prefer Lexi. That's my nickname. But my legal name is Alexis. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. For legal my purposes, legal. then, we'll call you. No, we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll call you Lexi. <laughs> Lexi. All right. Make everything Alexis. Yeah. Yeah. I have a pretty serious job. So I like to try to disconnect that from comedy as much as possible. That's fair. Night and day insurance adjusting to comedy is like a huge. Not a lot of laughs in the insurance adjustment (laughs) industry. (laughs) There's not at all. Not at all. Oh, no. All right. Well, (laughs) we're going to dive into our inspirational quote. This is furnished by not a person. Not, a, not Will Ferrell, but Inspirobot, which is a robot that uses AI to take some of the wisest words and just mash them together for a beautiful, inspirational quote. So, Eric, would you like to read this week's quote from Inspirobot? You got it. This week's quote. An organ donor doesn't always know he's, that he's an organ donor. That's just how it is. <laughs> Jesus True. Christ, that's bleak. I don't know how inspirational <laughs> that is, unless you're waiting for organs. Then, in that yes. case, I like, think it might be incredibly inspirational. But... They could come anytime. Yeah. Right. Like, right. hey, man, this guy just died on the street, but he's got a nice set of lungs. <laughs> so maybe we should yeah. take those. He's not an organ donor, but I think we could get away with taking them. That's just how it is. I mean, it's like nature's gift, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Especially... that's the inspiration. <laughs> is that like even though even though when you die you still have organs you know yeah maybe it it ties into lexi's quote once you go outside yourself being your organs going outside of your body (laughs) until you learn to give beyond yourself so the cloud even when you don't mean to give you're still giving sometimes so you're still making a difference so you're saying i can be famous if i give my kidney i'm just giving myself and then uh Possibly. I'm an organ donor. Says that on my license. I don't know how what, good my okay, organs what, are, but name, name one <laughs> organ you've donated. None. I thought it was when okay. you die. I thought like because they put it on your driver's license on the back oh. of it. So I thought it's like if you get in a car accident and die, they're like, all right, it's cool that we cut her open and take any good organs from her. <laughs> You're like so, a potential organ donor. Like yes. like a like a down the line organ donor. Yes, definitely not right now. Listen, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm very not yet. In the I, foreseeable future, the organ donation is closed for business right now. But in yeah. the foreseeable, no, not foreseeable in the long future. That, yeah, that's true. Long future. When I was younger, 
I, I don't know if you guys had this, but I was afraid of putting organ donor because I felt like yeah. then people would be like, oh, we can kill that guy and take, take his all organs. of this stuff you get into an accident and they're like hold on hold on check his wallet first before we save him yeah yeah yeah, yeah. this guy <laughs> see, needs cpr see. wait 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 let's oh. see what he does for a living let's see if we want to revive him or not like his I know, car doesn't smell like smoke he's probably got some good <laughs> good quality lungs <laughs> yeah yeah oh god it's like 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 like, oh, he's an organ donor. I guess we don't have to try as hard this time. Like, <laughs> like oh, darn, he didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. oh, I didn't oh. think about that. Looks that, like Billy's finally out. getting in his heart. That fear is very real with me. So I'm still afraid. I can't remember if I ended up doing it or not. Maybe my wife convinced me, but I'm I'm very scared that somebody just des because you you never have somebody that's like, oh, I could use a kidney. It's like I need it now. So what if yeah. they were like, hey, cousin Phil, could you do the old chiquetti and, and take this guy out so then I could get some kidneys? Can you do the old chiquetti? <laughs> yeah, do the old, uh, you know, whack-a-mole. So I'm, I'm afraid that that might happen, and so I try not to. It's so selfish, though. I need to think outside myself, I, honestly. There's no way that that's actually what happens. I know, I know, I know. There's but... no way. We're... Let's what not scare people they... away from being organ donors. <laughs> I think you should do thing. it. It yeah. is, because when you're dead, you can still help people live. You, you know? should you should have to opt you don't need them anymore. It, yeah, exactly. It. Everyone should just automatically automatic sign up as soon as you as soon as you get your birth certificate. They're like, yeah, and you're they and then it, even, it evens the playing field. If everyone's an organ donor, then they're just as likely to save you. What if what if they took a yeah. piece of your organ when you were born? It's just so that's a little part that they could give to somebody else. Does like it work? Like no, that's creepy. And then he's like, after after enough piece. pieces, I'll finally be able to build my own human. Freaking <laughs> baby. Pieces of every baby that he's ever given birth to. Jeez. Like, have you seen that movie, The Island, at all? No. Uh, uh, with like the how they have like the robots. Well, not really robots, but they're like replicas of all the people in the world, like all like the rich people. Uh, and they get yeah, doppelgangers. And they they're kept in like this world and they use like it say like this famous actor gets AIDS is one of them, and he needs some body part from his doppelganger, and then they they kill the doppelganger and take their their organs or whatever so it's like you always have a match it's a pretty good movie yeah that sounds crazy yeah scarlett Spoilers. johansson's in it that's awesome nice yeah, psych the they're island. not all real some of them are doppelgangers oh you thought you had a purpose nope we're gonna kill not you scarlett johansson yes <laughs> no she's not in scarlett it. johansson she's no. in it oh, okay but she's real right she's a real person. yeah she is but okay. she has a doppelganger and she's the main character <laughs> Uh, Cam, are you worried that she's not a real person in the movie? Wait, isn't a because... Wait is she real or is she not real? <laughs> Outside of the movie, I think she's very real. So yeah, not the love of my life. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. All right. Anything else to say about the quote? I feel very pumped and inspired. But do we need to donate any any inspiration? To anyone else? No, we're good awesome sign up to be an organ donor if you're not already you can save a life don't be selfish still thinking about it it's not that scary stuff all right all right well i'll I'll think about it all right moving on we've got a question from quora it's from our fan angela thank you angela 
It says, is a coffin an inappropriate gift? I purchased a coffin for my wife as a birthday gift made from sustainable sources, which she loves. And she's been crying and wants me to get rid of it. It seems like I can't win. I suspect she's cheating. (laughs) Sincerely nailed it. Nailed it. So, (laughs) Oh, my gosh. When I first read that, I was like, I just pictured this poor lady who's like middle-aged, who has this like very nice coffin sitting in her garage that she's like haunted by. She's like, get rid of it. Oh my. No, honey, it's made out of biodegradable blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Love it. It's all free range oak and burke. Yeah, it's fine. You'll love it. Yeah, you don't want your coffin to be biodegradable, right? Or do you? You can all just break down and decompose together. Yeah. Yeah. You can be one with the earth. You can help. I think I, I hope I hope it's off. a I yeah. hope it's a fancy coffin like you said because what if it was like a total just like he, the guy went to Home Depot got oh. some <laughs> some plywood and slapped it together in an it's afternoon like a large vacuum bag so he can vacuum seal her body <laughs> yeah I mean wouldn't you wouldn't you cheat on that person uh, yeah <laughs> I mean man this guy's gonna kill me any day now I need yeah. to find it out. The coffin was for the relationship because it's dead. It needs yeah. to be buried. Yeah. I think, I, I think though, guys, uh, the relationship should be thriving with this train of thought because he's being prepared and he's thinking ahead. And so usually in relationships, the, my wife, she has to remind me to do things because I'm not quite on top of it. So it's like, did you take out the trash? Did you do this? Did you fix up the studio? No. But he's like, I'm so on top of it, babe. The trash is taken out. I've got you a coffin for when you're dead and just all of life. I've it's thought all of. scheduled. It's all good. I, I've got everything planned out up until your death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Till death do us part. You will always have a place to sleep on my watch. Do you think it makes a difference if it's, if the couple's like a 30 ish year old couple versus like, what if, what if she's like 90? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) For your 90th birthday, I got you a coffin. (laughs) Age does help a lot because I'm picturing like some like mid 30 year old. I'm like, damn, that's kind of messed up to get him a coffin so early. But if they were like 90s, I'd be like, oh, that's kind of nice, you know? Dude, if, yeah, Yeah, if I was 90 and my wife got me a coffin, I would be a little happy because I I feel like there would be a lot of work. If you're 30 and your significant other dies, you can lift them and put them into the coffin. Yeah. But if they're 90. That takes all the a lot of the weight off the family shoulders when you die. Because look at there's a coffin right out here in the camper that we got for mom. Do you think they'll make this? There you go. Do you think they'll make a smart coffin? There's smart TVs, smart refrigerators. It gets like serious satellite radio. Oh god! (laughs) Like your your loved ones can play music music to you. You go visit the grave and you hear the music like bumping from underground. They can whisper you messages. They have real real underground music. Yeah. Oh my god! (laughs) You can Facetime them. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I just wanted to say hi, grandma. Looking good. You're looking younger every day. Good thing I use that filter. (laughs) (laughs) I just imagine dog ears on a decaying grandma inside of the (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I can unsee that. Oh my gosh. Um, All right. So, so million dollar idea. Smart coffin. I like that. Smart coffin. Could open it up for when it's time to display, close it up. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> Sprays air fresheners in there every once in a while. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I like that. One of those like glades, glade, whatever they're called. Scent, <laughs> yeah, like plug in. <laughs> yeah. Well, the one that sprays like the motion sensors. Oh yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. I forget. I think it starts All with an motion. S. Is that yeah. for is that for grandma or is that for you so you can go on in in the coffin with her sometimes yeah, and you don't have to worry both. about the smell soon or it's for both <laughs> yeah. for no, when the I'm smart lonely. coffin would have uh, anti theft <laughs> yeah there's a there's a little scream alarm so so spikes will come out <laughs> if you get too close oh shit this giant is... spotlights <laughs> wait is this death race coffin version <laughs> death race. <laughs> <laughs> It's what us millennials will be buried in, just Ooh. you see. What what would you guys prefer to be buried in? If there's a new futuristic way. I mean, we've had cremation. I want to be cremated. Yeah. Where would you I have your ashes burned. spread? In the ocean. Okay. So you've got it you, figured out. I'm they a Pisces. They have a really weird. So. That's fair. Pisces. I like water. Pisces. Oh. They're a water sign. There's yeah. a real. Uh, like Squirtle. You, <laughs> Bulbasaur. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's amazing! I did not expect a Pokemon reference this episode, yeah. but that's pretty awesome. Um, I'm a millennial. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, you just connected Pokemon to Pisces to Arcus signs. That's so millennial of you. And also Dragon Ball Z reference in there too. This is uh, yeah. it's been a power packed episode. I love it. So so uh, <laughs> Lexi cremated, spread those ashes into the oceans. Have you guys ever thought about being frozen? Because I feel like oh, like Walt Disney, I like Arnold like, Schwarzenegger's wife on the old Batman. I was thinking like Han Solo, just in frozen <laughs> cars. Oh, yeah. Mr. Freeze. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Freeze's wife. Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Mr. What is it? How does the song go? Like, I'm Mr. Something, something. I'm Mr. Something. I don't know all of it. The song. It's a song. Does Arnold sing? He sings it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, But it's to a show. Yeah. It's to a show. Him and his best bros are watching in the ice chamber. They're like singing it, like shivering. They're like, now the icicles coming off their face. He's all happy. Like, Sing a little ditty. Yeah. Oh God. Um, I need to rewatch that movie. Yeah. I love, I've seen all the Batman's. He's my favorite superhero. I, I have too, but that one. On I could only Ray. I could only handle that one like twice. I only watch it for Uma Thurman. I love I love Poison Ivy. So. Yeah. Yes. Yes. What's your okay? What's your favorite Batman movie then? Out of all of them, do you have one? The first one. The, the first one with one. Adam West. With my, <laughs> well, no, the one with Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Uh, okay. I, I actually, I was Poison Ivy one year for Halloween, and I was the old nice. Catwoman one year. I had, like, my costume made on Etsy. That's oh. on my Instagram if you guys want to check it out. It's pretty dope. But then my daughter was the new age Catwoman, the Anne Hathaway <laughs> one. Oh, okay. That's cool. Well, shit! Shout out your Instagram so everybody Woo! can go check that out. Uh, I am Lexi D Marie. Is my Instagram handle? There you go, Cam. That was yeah. not the right time for plugs. I don't know what you're doing here, going rogue. <laughs> well, I know that every single person who heard us talk about that, like, shit, I want to see that picture. And then it's a like, really right, good costume. 
Come to comedy, stay for the cosplay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I won a costume contest at a bar. I won a hundred dollar gift card. So it's drinks on me the rest of Halloween night. I was like, yes. <laughs> drink for you and a drink for you. And I don't know you, but you can have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't know her, but she's very yeah. friendly. She just gave <laughs> me a drink. <laughs> nice. All right. We're going to move on into our next segment, and this is Celeb Advice. This is where we read an article from a very trustworthy source, and then we give a little bit of advice. So this week's article is from Time.com, and it's New Internet Legend Manages to Rickroll Rick Astley. Now, we're going to get into it, but before we do, we like to ask our guests if they can do any celebrity impressions. So, Lexi. Mm-hmm. Can you do any celebrity impressions? I can do a few. So I'll let oh, you shit. pick. Um, <laughs> I can do um, Cheech from Cheech and Chong. I can do <laughs> Lois from Family Guy. I could do Cher or Eddie Murphy from Nutty Professor. I could do his grandma or his mom. Oh. So those are your choices. <laughs> I vote Cher. All right. So Cher. Do you believe in myself to love? You got the notes down yes. pretty good, too. God. I've been yeah. brought to my knees. I've been put so far that I can't take it. No. And I don't know the rest Th- of the That's song, phenomenal. That's now, can you sing that same song for Lois Griffin? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Probably not. No. Do you want to try? Probably Out not. Beta. Damn. Give us yeah, a yeah, do you believe in love. Sing, okay, as Lois. sing as Lois, yeah. Um, let me see. I'm trying to think how I could even do that. Hey, yeah. uh, <laughs> Peter. Yeah. Hey, no, I can't, Can I can't, I can't do it. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, Peter. That's great. <laughs> I can't sing so like that. I can down. just talk. That was good. I don't think Lois yeah, can yeah, sing. Yeah, yeah, you so did well. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't sing. Awesome. Well, <laughs> yeah. thank you so much, Lexi. Those were great. Cam, do you thank have any you. new ones this week? Uh, I would like to forego mine to hear her um, Eddie Murphy impression. Okay. That's the one I really wanted to hear. From Which one? The, where you said you could do his mom and... And, uh, and his grandma. His grandma. Yeah. Okay. So for uh, I miss that movie. The mom. She's like, Cladies, I'm gonna go and get my colon cleansed." <laughs> and then the grandma. She's like, Cladies, I'm gonna toss this knife." <laughs> oh, oh that's great. That is great. I love that. Eric, do you have yeah. any new ones this week? Uh, not actually new because I think. Oh wait, no, yeah, this one's new. Um, uh, I wanted to hear your share though because I thought that the Rick Astley. So here's what I love about Rick Astley. He looks like he's 12, but he's got this deep, crazy, like modulated sounding voice. And Share kind of has that too, a little bit. Where she, you know, she kind of yeah. gets that that deep. <laughs> she sounds like a hermaphrodite <laughs> or something. <laughs> but I thought Rick Astley. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Rick Astley so was scary. kind of along there too. So um, uh, here, here's a little, um, you know, a little Rick roll for you guys. 
We're no reason to love. <laughs> you know the rules, and so do I. That's. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that's. Yeah, that I think it doesn't. Doesn't Will Ferrell do? do he sings a song like that on Step Brothers. I think. Like one he of the has, songs he has he's that singing. one song. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> what about you, Stefan? I don't have any. I don't. Well, I don't know if you guys were on the episode where I did it. I can do since we're singing. I can do a mean Tom DeLong from Blink One Eighty Two. Let's get. hear it. Please do. Please do. Don't waste your time on me. Oh, You're already the voice inside <laughs> my head. Oh, my. That was good. <laughs> yeah, it'll get a little whinier. We should all start oh, a band man. together. The Blink <laughs> Share Ashley's. I've been born. <laughs> you believe in life after love. <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna give you up. Uh, all right. <laughs> This is great. We're going to go into the article. Eric, would you mind reading this article from Time Magazine or Time.com? Sorry. Same shit. Same difference. All right. New internet legend managed to Rick Roll Rick Astley. The internet got a new folk hero yesterday when a Reddit user managed to Rick Roll Rick Astley himself. The fun began when internet's favorite 80s pop star stopped by reddit to share an old photo he dug up while spending time at home during coronavirus related lockdowns after posting a flashback picture astley stuck around to chat with fans and answer questions while most fans were thrilled to see the singer engaging on the site it was one user known as the malleable duck who won the day The user proclaimed that they had met Astley backstage when they were 12 and posted a link, presumably to a photo of the two of them kicking it at a concert. That was not it at all, though. When Astley clicked on the link, (laughs) what he got was Rickrolled. As most people who have spent time on the internet know, Rickrolling is when a link to some relevant site or information is swapped with the link to Astley's 1987 single, Never Gonna Give You Up. The trick was so seamlessly perfect that Astley had no choice but to applaud it by posting a clap emoji. And then he called out the clever user in his sign-off post saying, The Malleable Duck. All right, I'll do it in his, The Malleable Duck, <laughs> I salute you. Because, <laughs> you know, that's probably how we talk. Got a little more, yeah. We <laughs> always, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was the least he could do for this newly minted internet legend. Wow. That was that great was commentary. <laughs> I'm amazed. Yeah, we had... That's Something a funny tells name, me that too. Eric is actually, like, a huge fan of, I don't know if you're a huge fan of just that song or Rick Astley <laughs> in general. <laughs> you're, like, sitting here trying to figure but it out. I feel out. like you, like, love him. Like, you're, like, yeah. you, like, Rick roll yourself on purpose, probably, you know? Like, I, I Rick rolled myself three times before this. Alexa, <laughs> remind me to Rick roll myself. <laughs> and then I was exhausted. All right. I will. I'll raise it my hand. It almost sounds dirty. Like, go Rick oh, roll yourself. Does. I feel slightly like, offended Rick by roll that. Yourself. I would hate to have my last name as Astley. That's, I'm just, I wanted to put that out there. That's a terrible Astley. name. Astley. <laughs> my name, my last name's Astley. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. 
he probably went through it in high school, but then like he like look at him now, you know, he's living, he's still relevant. He's still in the yeah. news. <laughs> he's he living the big life, even wonder, though, though his last name's ass. What's Rick. his first name again? Rick. 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 Yeah, as soon as you type Rick into Google, it populates Astley. So it's like I'm the first <laughs> yeah. search pop up on Google under Rick. <laughs> so what's up yeah, now? Definitely yeah. be a porn star name. I feel like Rick Astley. Rick Astley. <laughs> Jeez. They or have a, a porn star named uh, Alexis Texas. And when I, uh, one of my old jobs, they, it was like an inside joke where people would call me Alexis Texas and I never knew what it meant. And then I found out it was a porn star. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? I go, like, oh, we thought you wouldn't find out. Cause I just thought it was like a cool nickname that rhymes. That's so but... funny. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. not even from Texas. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm from North Carolina. So, I'm like, I'm what not. What do you guys keep I'm calling me this? Alexis, Texas. I'm like, that's weird, but all right. You can call me that if you want. And then I was like, fuck, no, you can't call me that. I know what that is. Jesus. <laughs> apparently, apparently, the rumor is the show Hannah Montana was originally going to be called Alexis, Texas until oh. they, oh, they found really? out that there was oh, the porn man. star. Are you serious? So I've heard. Oh, wow. A little FF, a little fun fact yeah, for Hannah Montana. Fun fact. Hannah yeah. Montana oh, wasn't close. so nice. What? We're this close to that show being on forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or immediately canceled. Yeah. <laughs> when all the kids start Googling it. As soon as she came out on a wrecking ball, they canceled her. They're like, all right, this is getting too graphic for the children. Yeah, it didn't end any less graphic than the porn star, did it? Yeah. (laughs) This last question, it's from Yahoo from Fan Paul. My 25-year-old son just got a job at an engineering firm and is now discussing moving out in a few months. I took out $8,000 of his bank account to stop him from moving, and now there's a court case. How do I use this as an opportunity to get custody of my son back? Sincerely, sweet child of mine. And the kid is not a kid, just to clarify. He's 25 years old, I think I saw in there. Is he trying like, to get the same get... son? <laughs> or, or is like, there some other son? Going that's... anywhere. Oh. To his son. Took his money. He's like, oh man, I could get sued for that. What do you mean he's an adult? What do you mean? No, I'm in charge. I have guardians. 25? It's like, no. Well, she had access to his bank account. Yeah. They must have had like a shared account from when he was a kid. Not really. My dad has my routing and account number. So realistically, he could steal my money if he wanted to. Oh, nice. And you've moved out already too, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've been on my own for uh, like a decade now since I was 19. Hell yeah. I feel like you can't use this as an excuse to get custody. Well, obviously, because of the reasons that we said. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Stealing. Let's, even if he was a kid, I mean, like, let's say this guy was like 17, still under, still legally not an adult. But how would you use that? It's just insanity. Well, what did he say (laughs) he wanted, he wanted to prevent him from doing? Moving out and starting his life. At a oh. at a legit job, just, so it just <laughs> well, took money out really, of his account. Yeah, there's really not a way to stop that. I mean, if you want to not lose your son, quote unquote, just make sure you keep a good relationship and you 
still keep in contact with them and invite them, you know, to dinner. Always offer to buy them stuff. That'll definitely have them. With the money that you stole. Yeah, Yeah. with his own money. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or try to get him declared legally insane. Then you might get the custody of the Mm 25-year-old. Yeah. Isn't that what they did with Britney Spears? Yeah, that yeah. I actually I did a different podcast about that, the Free Britney movement. <laughs> how, she's, how her dad's trying to like renew the conservatorship, so he's like been drugging her, is what they're that's, saying, and that's why oh her no. Instagram videos Holy are so shit. nuts. Yeah, it's yeah. a crazy thing, but yeah, he could totally just spike his listerine and and then just claim insanity and get that conservatorship. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a perfect note to end it on. So we're going to close up shop. Yeah. <laughs> but before we do, thank you to everybody listening. Thank awesome. you, Eric, Cam. And thank you, Lexi, so much for joining us. Where? Thank you. Where can thank people you find you? Me. What have you got going on that you want to plug? This is the time to just lay it out on the table mm-hmm. and in the show notes. Okay. Well, uh, you can find me on facebook and instagram facebook is just lexi demarie l-e-x-i-d-e-e-m-a-r-i-e and then my instagram is i am lexi demarie and then i have a youtube channel which there's only one video there now which was my first uh big show but there's gonna be my i'm starting a podcast and i plan on having video video of it posted on youtube so you'll be able to find it on my channel there which is also awesome that's amazing that's good that'll all be in the show notes so people can just click 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 on over and find you that's awesome well thank you so much thank you and thank you again for having me i had a lot of fun it's nice to meet everyone yeah it's nice nice to meet you see everyone i should say yeah All right. Well, thank you very much, everybody. We will talk at you next week. Pew, 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 pew. Goodbye.